Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey, fam. I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, guys, and welcome to a new episode of Unique Therapy Podcast. My name is Kat. You are listening to Couch Talks, which is the special bonus episode of Unique Therapy, where I answer questions that you guys, the listeners, send to me. And you can send those to Catherine at UniqueTherapyPodcast.com. Now, with that being said, always remember that this podcast does not serve as a replacement or substitute for any actual mental health services. However, we always hope that it can help you in some way at some point, wherever you are in your own life. So usually we do one question a week and those questions are always anonymous. So I want you guys to feel really safe knowing that if you send something in, I'm not going to read your name, where you're from, unless it's part of the information that is necessary or your email address, anything like that. Now, today's not going to be a question day, but it is going to be a listener email. Sometimes you guys just send me emails about content or something on your own life that doesn't always include a question. And I got an email today that I really just think would be helpful and thought-provoking to read based on some of the stuff we have been talking about on here recently. And this email is pertaining to last week's episode, the one titled Old Maid versus The Bachelor. And if you haven't listened to that episode, I just talked about the differences in one, how we view single men and how we view single women and also things that are a part of a woman's plight of finding her husband or partner by a certain age. I talked about marriage packs and how interesting it is that we made those 
and when we made them, they were like so young. Like if I don't get married by 28, I'm going to marry my best friend because obviously time has run out. And you guys actually messaged me on the Unit Therapy podcast Instagram. A lot of you guys also have had those, which is fascinating. I never had one, but I, I also liken that to the fact that I didn't really have a best friend that probably wanted to marry me. Would have definitely made one if that was an option. And I don't know, I might have gone through with it. We'll never know. But anyway, I had a listener send in some feedback and some thoughts based on that episode, and I just wanted to read it and just talk about it. So I'm going to read the email, and then we'll have a little chat. Hey, Kat, I listened to your podcast on marriage packs and wanted to mention that those who congratulated your friend when she got engaged or when you said you got engaged and also true for me when I got engaged were actually committing an etiquette faux pas. Traditional etiquette says that one should say best wishes on an engagement precisely because it's not a, in quotes, accomplishment. Just an FYI. And that's not the end of the email. This is me talking about the email. But I wanted to, if anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about, I told a story about how a friend of a friend of mine was really, really caught off guard when she had more people congratulate her on the accomplishment of getting engaged more than anything else. And so this was just commenting on that, which that is fascinating and very interesting. It's curious how we have transitioned to the congratulations. That seems like more of a common phrase when I hear and see and even in my head when somebody gets engaged and gets married it's congrats not best wishes so thank you for that now to continue on with your email also for what it's worth I find marriage the hardest and most rewarding thing I have done in my life because it really demands everything of me my whole self my job my education or other things I have done pale in comparison to the work and the self-gift that goes into marriage Nothing has challenged me more and taught me to face and accept my limits and then to accept and love someone who has his own set of limits, someone who is truly other than me, someone I must love for his own sake and resist the temptation to impose my own ideas of what he should be upon him. I love my days as a single woman and have had my own share of accomplishments and got married in my late 30s, but I wouldn't trade anything for how deeply I've learned to love and be loved in my marriage. I think it's natural that women especially want to have a family, not simply social conditioning, because there's an innate sense in us that we are made for a family, and that has incredible historical consequences that are often lost to our individualistic culture. Sadly, I don't think there's ever been a time in American history where the being nature of being a woman is honored. We are still reduced and measured by our doing, and being a wife and a mother is not reducible to a doing. It's something more proper to being. But I'll tell you what, when I ask my high school students who has the greatest impact on their life, 99% of the time it's their parents and the softest part of their hearts belongs to their mothers. All this to say, marriage is really beautiful and transformative, which is why others enthusiastically, myself included, wish you the best on your upcoming wedding and marriage. It's the greatest adventure you will ever take. Peace to you and all the best. For the heck of it, here's a quote that I reflected on a lot when getting married. Cheers. Here's the quote by R.M. Rilke, Rilke, I think it's Rilke, R-I-L-K-E. This is the paradox of love between man and woman. Two infinites meet two limitations. Two infinite needs to be loved meet two fragile and limited capacities to love. Only on the horizon of a greater love do they not consume themselves in pretensions and do not resign themselves, 
but walk together toward a fullness of which the other is a sign. Now, I share this email because I love the complexities in the discourse around, and if you've been listening to this podcast recently, you probably know this, but I, I love the discourse and the complexities around marriage, womanhood, singleness, and independence as it specifically pertains to our own selves and our culture. And I find it pretty accurate that multiple truths can exist in this space, in that space that I just mentioned. And I'm very slow to draw any finite conclusions about each of our own unique existence in that space. And this email was kind of, or her commentary was kind of, I think, flowing off of some of the commentary I was offering to y'all in the same way that the commentary that I offered in that episode, I want you guys to know is more of a think piece than me telling you any factual information about how you should be or what is right and wrong. And I believe the information and, and the thoughts in this email to be right for this person and can be right for so many people while also leaving space for it not to fit with other people. And I think that's really important because it doesn't take away from anybody's experience and it it doesn't confirm anybody's experience. They all are allowed to be. And I think a lot and often about this podcast and how much I really want to share about my own life and the thoughts I have and my own opinions because part of being a therapist is to to be in this very neutral space and allow others to come to their own decisions, inclusions, conclusions and beliefs, not because I think they're right, but because they think they're right. And when you know something about the person that's helping you, there's always going to be some leaning towards one side or the other. And there are some spaces where I've decided, oh, it's okay for people to know this. And if they need something that is not what I'm offering them, if, if knowing this about me takes away from their experience, it's okay for them to need a different therapist. There's nothing wrong with that. And in that, I also have shared things about my life in a very, I guess, simplistic way. I talk about things and about ideas without mentioning a lot of my own unique experiences within them. And if I wasn't a therapist, I don't know if that would change because I also find it very unappealing for myself to put so much of my personal life in and expose it to an audience that we are not used to and created to really have in that space. The idea of being on a reality show, I mean, there's nothing I would want to do less than that. I would like to be on a reality show and then nobody watch it. I think that could be fun, the, the process of filming it. But I, I like to be in charge of the things I invite people into and I like to be in, in charge of who I share what with and at what time and all of that to say, I'm kind of getting off topic. But I say that because as I've talked about these topics, th there's no way for me to remain fully, fully neutral. It's going to spill out in the things that I'm interested in. And, and, and at the same time, I want everybody listening to know that part of why I do that is not to express my beliefs or my way of life or my experiences as the right way. They are just a way. And I hope that through myself sharing, I create more of a space for conversation than a space to confirm something is right about you or confirm that you're wrong about something. Because I don't know that I can do that for anybody except to myself. And really going off, I feel like I just tangentized. I want to like create that as a word. It's not a word, but I just created a tangent off of something that I think was important. But 
part of what I, I, why I really brought that up is because I really love that this listener and that you guys can have these differing experiences. They can all come together in this space that we've created. And while being married and, and having a partner in that way for this listener that wrote in has become one of the most difficult and at the same time rewarding experiences in your life. I also believe that there are many of you listening that that might not be true for and that doesn't mean you're doing it wrong or it doesn't mean you're wrong. It also doesn't mean that this listener is wrong. It just means that we experience different things and we have to allow that to be a reality or a lot of us are going to miss out on what life really has in store for us and what would be a fulfilling life for each of us. And I think that really is my hope in all these conversations, that we can come to realize our own truth while also allowing someone else's to exist at the same time, not because of ours, but because of theirs. And my experience does not take away from your experience, vice versa. I want us to live in a space where, and welcome a space where maybe I don't need you to agree that your life didn't become more fulfilling when you got married to believe that my life can be full as a single person, vice versa. I don't need you maybe to rag on having a family and how horrible it is for there to be merit in maybe my decision not to have kids. And I'm not speaking about my decision because I, I don't, I haven't made that decision, but throughout our lives, I think one thing we do over and over again is we look at others as our marker of success and happiness. It being relative to what those around me are existing. And I'm not sure it really, really works that way. Because my happiness doesn't diminish because someone else is happy in a different way, nor does it actually get bigger. But that's what we do. And I would be lying if I said that I have not had an experience where I've used somebody else or somebody else's experience as leverage for feeling better about my own insecurity. And I hear this a lot in my office. It's again, I want you guys to hear this such a human experience. I hear this a lot in my office, specifically within like body image struggles when people allow themselves to be vulnerable enough in in that space, a lot of times I'll hear things like, I felt better about myself in the room because I wasn't the biggest person there. Or it could be I felt worse about myself because I was the biggest person there. And in somebody else's experience of something that I'm insecure about is used as that like leverage. But that doesn't change what is true. And what is true is that our, our culture has put a lot of value and worth in the size of our bodies that doesn't actually translate to the amount of value and worth we have as human beings. And me comparing myself to the other people around me doesn't change how I feel about that whole idea. It just gives me this temporary sense of relief, I guess. Maybe a sense of I'm not in last place in the moment, but what it doesn't do is change the fact that you still feel shame around the size of your body and you've still kind of unconsciously taken in some of those beliefs about our size that work against you and that you don't even know if you actually believe. And that's kind of a big point here that I want to drive home is someone having less doesn't give you what you want. A quote that I really, really liked from, I think it was Jennifer Lawrence, I remember reading, is calling somebody else fat doesn't make you skinny. And I think sometimes we think that it does. And then we think that if we are skinny, then we are better. And and it doesn't actually do that. It actually puts you and creates a, a, a bigger hold. The diet culture world, world create, has a bigger hold on you when we do things like that, when we buy into those ideas. And maybe what it does 
is it balances the extreme lack you feel about your own plate in that moment, but it doesn't actually put more on your plate if that's what you're wanting. Or maybe you can switch that vice versa as well. All of these things I feel like can be front to back. And I'm not sure if anybody at this point is still following what I'm saying. I don't know if I'm still following what I'm saying at this point. It, maybe it's because you I, I made this point five minutes ago and you're like, okay, I got it. But I really want you guys to notice what feels true to you versus what looks true on others. And I don't think we will ever fully escape the conditioning that comes with being a part of a culture, a group, what have you. And I don't think that it has to be a bad thing. I really appreciate some of the things that I have leaned into because of the norms of, of where I have come from. Not all of them. And I, I think that's important to note. It's not all good and it's all, all bad. And the conditioning things, the norms can, can really be more of a springboard, somewhere to start and somewhere to gain ideas. And those ideas can fit so wonderfully within who we are. Likewise, there is space for those ideas to merely be somewhat of brainstorming sessions that lead us to our own reality that we have allowed ourselves to to develop. And that can coexist alongside multiple other realities. Tough concept, but I really do think that is true. And I really do value this listener writing in this email and offering her two cents on it. And even in her email, if you go back and listen to it, she has multiple things happening at once. Like there's there's goodness of this single space in her life and she wouldn't have changed the way things developed. And also she's found so much fruitfulness in being married and what that has brought to her as well. It's not this is better than the other. It's all of these things might exist in different ways for different people and that's okay. It's time we start inviting that into our way of viewing the world. So thank you for this email. I really enjoyed reading it and getting it. And you guys have been sending me some really fun emails lately for me to get and read. So I really appreciate that. And I want to encourage anybody who wants to share anything, add anything to any of the conversations we have on here. Sometimes I'm not coming to you as an expert. Sometimes I'm coming to you as a person moving through life with you. So I really appreciate that part of getting your feedback and, and your own insights on some of these topics. If you would like to share, Catherine at UniTherapyPodcast.com. If you would like to follow me on Instagram, you can follow more of my life at cat.defada and more of the podcast at UniTherapyPodcast. And I hope you guys are having the day you need to have. I will be back with you on Monday. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. 
don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry. The world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 